Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. <laughs> See, that was a better open than the it first was. open y'all didn't hear. Wait, I don't... Are we live? Okay. Yeah. No. All right. Do right, it. Yeah. Go. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. Bethany <laughs> Rue is here, as you heard, uh, for our last podcast of 2018. Um 2018. Uh, it's been a long year, a long year. And so, uh, no, but we've had a great year and that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, this week's Pittsburgh current is on the streets. It's in your local bars and restaurants and libraries, uh, as my hero, the Fonz used to say, and, uh, it's our year end issue. And we sort of took a we took the tack, uh, tact of uh, a year in review from the pages of the Pittsburgh Current. So that means anything that happened before July 11th, we didn't really talk about too much. Because, again, there's not a whole lot that we want to talk about that happened before July 11th. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's the day the Pittsburgh Current went live. And we had a, uh, uh, we had our year in review issue this week. And today, uh, no guest. It's just Bethany and I chilling like it was for the first podcast of the year. And um, this is uh, – we're going to take your questions. Ask us anything you like. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom's out there. Please <laughs> please vet her questions uh, <laughs> Very, very carefully. Uh, if you see a question comes through, why don't you call me more? That's Charlie's mom. Uh, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, let's start a little bit. Well, one thing I think actually we'll start with an announcement that we actually mentioned in the paper, and we're going to have more details, um, more details uh, either later this week or right after the holidays. Um, so the Pittsburgh Current is launching. We're launching two two boards um, and we're looking for members of the public as well as members of our business community to um, apply to become members of our board. So the first is we're looking for a business a Pittsburgh current business advisory board. And we're, we're looking for basically a board of directors to come on with uh, folks with some, some experience in various, uh, <clears throat> various backgrounds such as uh, startups and, um, you know, maybe someone from the legal community, perhaps someone uh, from the accounting uh, and finance community. Um, and we're also looking for people um, uh, from the sort of uh, community engagement community, just someone, just some regular folks from the community to come on and help us make sure that we're guiding our business, uh, that we're taking our business in the right direction, that we're fulfilling all the promises that we made, that we are acting uh you know, that, that we, and help us come up, basically help us come up with growth strategies. And so um, we'll be putting up a full description for that. And, and you can email uh, a couple of people have actually already, it's been very nice. A couple of people have already kind of thrown their, um, their name in the mix and some good folks. And um, we're definitely looking to, to get some more. So you can email, if you just want to get a little information, I can give it to you before we put the, 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 the big write up out, but Charlie at pittsburghcurrent.com. Um, you can also get us on our Facebook page and our Twitters uh, at PGH Current. Um, but then the second board, which I actually, as an editor, as a writer, which I'm excited for, is we are going. We're starting a community editorial board, um, and so this group will meet uh, most likely quarterly, and we'll talk about what we can do better as a newspaper, not necessarily, you know, one is for the business side. This is to really kind of look at our editorial focus. What kinds of things are we writing that, uh, that people, that people 
that that people enjoy that people think is a good way. But what else, how can we be better in the community? And also, um, if there are some things that uh, we should be focusing on and um, editorializing on, we want input from from the community on that as well. So we'll be putting up descriptions for those two panels. Um, very soon. Um, Bethany, anything you'd like to say about that as far as um, the purpose? Just briefly. I mean, I think it's really uh, proof of our dedication to being the absolute best publication we could be. Um, we really do want to surround ourselves with the experts to help us grow. And we really are excited to get some more like-minded people that are passionate like we are on board to just blow the roof off this thing in 2019. Yeah. So I want, I want exciting, awesome people to join us. So if that sounds like you... Email Charlie. And if you ever want to take a survey of how much you don't know in life, uh, start a business. Yes, and exactly. find out You find out pretty quick what you don't know. Turns out uh, I didn't know a lot. <laughs> but I'm it, learning every day. And it turns out, you know, and you think, well, I know a lot about one thing. And, you know, sometimes those things transfer and sometimes they don't. Mm. Um, but it's been definitely, it's been, a, it's been, a, it's been a great experience. Um, it's almost for me. It's almost kind of like this is the dream I didn't know I had, sort of a thing. Like I knew I, I I knew that journalism was going to be my is what I always wanted to do. I wanted to be a journalist. Um, I wanted to be a writer. I wanted to be an investigative reporter. And I've 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 done all of those things, but I didn't know that I you know that eventually I felt felt like I would need to in order to be the actual the kind of journalist that I would want to be as as sort of the career went on that I would we would need an outlet like this to you know in order to have complete uh, editorial freedom. And sometimes I forget that I have complete editorial freedom. And you're thinking, I better run this up the flagpole when you realize you are the flagpole. When you realize you are the flagpole, <laughs> right. It's uh, it's a little, it's a little strange sometimes when you're, when you're, when you're looking for someone to tell you what to do, but it's also very, uh, it's also kind of, kind of freeing in a way when you, when you do make that realization that, Oh, Hey, you know, I am the, the buck actually does stop here. And it's not Ooh. just, uh, you know, so, um, so Bethany, what would you say is the one thing that you were surprised to learn or what, what was one of the things that most surprised you about starting a newspaper? I'm sure there were thought, but was there the one thing that we to, did it? Right. Right. <laughs> but was there one thing in particular where you were kind of like, wow, that was really like, I didn't know we had to do that. Well, besides yeah, well, distribution kind of caught me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I would say, I mean, the whole thing was a revelation for me. I, I mean, obviously, we did this really quickly. Um, and, and and I think that was, you know, and I've said this before, I think that was probably the best thing we could have done. Yeah. Because otherwise, I don't think we would have done it. Uh, I think it definitely caused some problems that I feel like we've solved since then. We have. Yeah. yeah we've solved some problems. We've created some new problems. And yeah. Trying to solve those too. And Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the fact that we got it up and out in six weeks, but like to me, that's said to me well then we could do this again i mean obviously it wasn't perfect yeah. but it was you know in every every issue i think we solve another problem that we discovered on the first yeah. issue um so to me it was like it's not impossible it's difficult as things could be um and you know a lot of times i've never personally let not knowing how to do something stop me from doing it as my family could attest to over various meals that I've made and yeah. things of that nature. But you just got to jump in. You just have to believe you could do it. And we did it. And it made me confident from yeah. that very first issue that any issues that did come up, we were going to solve together. And that's been the case. Yeah. And it, it's probably, it's probably no surprise. And you know, this is, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people would, would talk about this and they're coming out their, their first year in business, but one of the, one of the first things, mm -hmm. and it shouldn't surprise you, but it's, it, you're like, 
hey, geez, you know, kind of it takes a couple bucks to <laughs> to do this, you know, and yeah. worrying about and there are just so many extra things, especially especially you know, cash flow and, and, and getting people paid on time. And, and look, it's, it's been rough sometimes, you know, and you just, sometimes you just, you've things you've never done before. You just, you're like, Oh my God, I got this going or that going. And it's, you know, um, I feel like we've, I feel like we've been doing the best we can. And I feel like we've been really like getting the right people in place to solve those problems. Yeah. I mean, I think people forget, that we are a startup. I mean, we've been in business since July. And I think considering that, like I I was thinking about this this morning when I was getting ready. You know, I look around our office up here in Beachview, which we've already, we're bursting at the seams. Yeah. And I cannot believe what we've built in that short amount of time. I mean, we really thought it was going to be me and you and a couple freelancers for for a year at least. A year easy. And we've got 10 employees up there. We do. You know, are we perfect? No. Um, But I don't think that we should be perfect right now. I don't think any entity is perfect. But what we've done in such a short amount of time, you know, I'm really, really proud of it. And I do agree. I think we've got an amazing group of people. Um, You know, but I think people do need to realize, like, you know, we are are a startup. And we are growing and learning. And thankfully, we, we have been hashtag blessed with with amazing people yeah. so yeah and those are all the, the the functions the functions of a business is is really for me has been has been the thing and it's you know it's the 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 newspaper i don't want to say the newspaper part of it is easy because it's 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 not but it's at least it's it's in my wheelhouse it's what i've you know done for for more than 25 years and so um yeah so we're working on getting those business functions you know Working, uh, working like a uh, like a well-oiled machine, and bringing on operations director Thry Devlin has has helped a lot because that took a lot of stuff off of our plates that we were that we were trying to juggle as well. So um, yeah, I feel bad when we make her cry with all the work we ever do. <laughs> we love you, Thry. No, I'm just kidding. She's amazing. She's yeah, amazing. absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of those processes are getting streamlined, and so they'll be better in the future. So that's because I'm I'm the type of person. I mean, I you know I. One thing that one goal that I've always had that I have with this and it will continue to be a goal, which is um, as someone who worked as a freelance writer for a lot of years, you know, you know, getting paid a decent wage is something or a decent, a decent uh, amount for your stories. And so that's something that that we're that we're striving for. And, um, you know, I probably started a little too vigorous in the very beginning. And um, so we've had to sort of, you know, write our rates a little bit. And um, but um, the writers that we've had, I want to thank you guys very much um, for sticking with us through all of our glitches and all of our all of our all of our deadlines. And, and um, really, we could we couldn't have done it without you guys. And and and, and the fact that um, you guys are, have been so willing to to work with us and just offer suggestions has been really great and we really couldn't have we really couldn't do it without our without without our without our staff of freelance contributors we we really wouldn't be able to do this so we're very fortunate uh to have the people that we have there and as well as our staffers um i think we um we assembled a pretty good uh, a pretty good core of people um to start us off so um i want to say thank you to all of those folks as well so um Moving on from that, um, so we did our we did our year in review issue, and one of the things that we talked about was, um, of course, the the year in review of the of the of the Pittsburgh Current. And um, for me personally, I wrote in this piece, and I'll I'll say it: um, 
publicly here. Um, I wouldn't have, I didn't think so necessarily when it happened, but losing my previous job was the best thing that ever happened to me because again, and, and I don't say that with any sort of like malice toward anyone, you know, my f- former employer, whatever. I mean, sometimes those are the nudges you need to, to move on and, and to do, you know, to do the thing. So really by insulting you, they were just helping you. <laughs> they were just giving you a kick in a keister. Well, no, I had come off of, but when I joined our previous employer, I was coming off of being let go from a job. So yeah. I had also gotten worked out of, of my previous role and it was terrible. And I was pretty vocal about it on social media. Um, you know, cause I think that there's still like a, a level of shame sort of a, and like people, it's hard for people to talk about, especially yeah. if they didn't want to leave that job. Um, and I was pretty vocal about it and it is, there's a lot of feelings of shame and inadequacy and, you know, especially in my position and yours, we'd been in our jobs for a long time. I mean, I'd been in my yeah. role for over eight years and I'd done a lot of big things with them. And, you know, at some point your personal identity, rightly or wrongly, gets wrapped into it your is. career. No, it yeah. is. It's absolutely And when they tell you, you they don't want you anymore, it's like, well, then who am I even? <laughs> you know, and, and I struggled yeah. for a little bit. And But everybody that I talked to that had gone through it said the same thing. They said, you, you, you don't believe me now, but this is going to end up being the best thing that happened yeah. to you. And over time, I realized how right they were. And it took a while. But yeah, I mean, it is because I think it forces you to find your own way. And this is the way we found. I'm going to break into song, Charlie. (laughs) Maybe at the end. Yeah, I just think it forces you. I think people get comfortable and that's fine. That's great. And that's a good place to be, too. But when you're uncomfortable, I think, is when you really make, you know, astounding discoveries about yourself. Absolutely. Um, and that's what I, um, I feel like sometimes I think we're even hard on ourselves because, um, because we, we found, we found some success pretty early and then, you know, we're like, Hey, why aren't we, you know, why aren't we still growing at that clip that we had initially? And so it's, you know, you get that point where you're still, where things are going very well, but you've did so well in the beginning. You're like, we should be moving faster and faster and faster and growing, you know, faster and faster and faster. But we're doing well, especially, you know, especially I think for <laughs> for starting it was sort of with a wing and a prayer and 25 bucks and a Kickstarter. And, uh, you know, we're. Yeah. I mean, right now I literally have 100 racks that we're going to be putting out into the wild yeah. in the next couple of weeks. It's Brandy's spanking new. Um, we've got about 15 street boxes that we're going to be putting out. Um, the thing of it, like, we just have to be realistic about our growth, right? Like we uh, we are definitely growing. I mean, we're adding new locations every week still. Um you know, but we, it, I think we have to, you have to, at some point you have to be responsibly right. growing, right? Which is what I think yeah. we're doing now. Like, yes, I would love to just paper the entire city, right? Which we're trying to do, but yeah. then we wouldn't be able to survive. So it's like that balance, you know, you yeah. want to read us? We, you know, you got to are getting, of- I'm very excited about those new racks that are coming out because I'm going to be honest, I don't want to mention any names. But if we find you on our second shelf, you know, it's going to be hell to pay. <laughs> we're looking at you, Green Street Times. <laughs> Mount Lebanon Magazine. So we were talking before about things that you didn't realize you were going to have with this new role. Yeah. I never in my life thought I would ever walk into a Sheets and go, oh, Southwell's Messenger's here. How'd they do that? I never right. thought I'd think about it. And now yeah. like, I'm consumed. Like I, I, I gravitate, my eye gravitates towards wire racks in a way that never happened before yeah. this job. 
They don't care. I sort of eye them up uh, almost like with a. Uh, I wonder if I could get that out of here without somebody noticing. Oh yeah. You ever walk into a store, a little store? It's like you know, little mom and pop out <laughs> somewhere, and you're like, you know, you don't have any pa- because there are so few daily papers, if there are any at all left anymore at this point. Pittsburgh. You're thinking, you know, we could probably put those to better use. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone has any newspaper racks or boxes, please feel free if, to if bring like them to, to, the, to the drop them Curran. drop them to the Pittsburgh Current Office. No questions asked. No questions asked. <laughs> no, it's um. Please it's, don't steal boxes on our behalf. I should probably say that. If we had a lawyer, they would probably kill. We do have a lawyer, Brian. Tuck, we do have a lawyer. Amazing. We love yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. We're just kidding. Yeah, um, he would definitely say, "Don't steal boxes for us," and I would agree. All right, so Charlie, let me ask you a question. What was your favorite story that you wrote? And 2018 wow. starting July 11th. Starting with July 11th. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good. Honestly, I, I, well, I don't know about favorite, but I think that the honestly the one that I that I felt like sort of was my sort of I felt like I was kind of in full swing was the piece that I wrote this week on um, Pittsburgh City Councils and the mayor's uh, the proposed gun legislation, uh, the gun control legislation that they're bringing in. Um, I, again. Look, I'm I'm Mr. Gun Control. Uh, I I I believe in there has to be there has to be limits and and you know and just, and on how many guns you can buy and how much ammunition you can buy and certain types of weapons need to be banned and um you know and listen if a, if there wasn't a gun out there that'd be fine with me you know but um. I don't believe that this is going to make any difference. I believe this was a giant press conference um, with a lot of dignitaries able to come out and show that they're going to do something. And the reason is it's it's not, it's not, um, I mean, this isn't just a blind skepticism. This is the city did this in 2000 and uh, 2008, I believe uh, the correct dates in the story, but I believe it was 2008. The city did this. They, they, they really, and led by, really led by former councilman Doug Shields, who believes in the legislation to this day. Um, and also Bill P- councilman, then councilman Bill Peduto. Basically it was a lost and stolen gun ordinance, which basically said, if you lose your firearm, you're required to report it. If you don't report it and that gun is later used in a crime, you're on the hook. Um, and they did that knowing that it was going to be challenged in court. And they did that knowing that they were going to be sued, but that was the whole idea. And I, I supported that move. I thought that was a great sort of, you know, that was a, that was a kind of putting your neck on the line for something you believe in kind of a move. So, and then under former mayor, Luke Ravenstahl, um, he didn't enforce it. And former police administrations, they didn't enforce the law. And, you know, I've wrote several stories. My colleague and friend, Rebecca Addison wrote several stories um, about the fact that this wasn't done. And when he, when he, when Bill Peduto ran for mayor the first time, he pledged that he would immediately start enforcing the, the loss and stolen gun ordinance. Easy call. I would think because it was, you know, it was his, it was his ordinance to begin with. So, um, so he didn't do it. In fact, he's he, stories that Rebecca wrote. Um, he backed off um, and said, well, if we do that, we're going to be sued and we're, we'll likely lose. Well, you knew that when you enacted the law. So when I see them now, they're going to ban, they want to ban assault weapons and, and various things. I, I just, I, I have 
no reason to believe that these laws will be enforced. Um, they'll be voted in. There'll be great fanfare. There'll be national headlines, just as this press conference got some national headlines. But I, I just, I, I, I would, I would, I would love it if they do. But I just, and let me say that, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not against having these things. I just don't think that they'll be enforced. I don't think it was anything beyond a, um, and I, I said photo up in my story and, and I, I, that's what I meant certainly, but I don't think it was out of any sort of, I mean, it's, it's a reaction certainly to the tree of life situation. Um, but I just think at the end of the day that doing things like this on a quote unquote symbolic level is worse than not doing anything at all. I mean, your efforts would be better spent lobbying the state and the federal government. So I think the far preferable press conference would have been them coming out saying they passed the legislation. <laughs> <laughs> well, that they enforced it. Oh, yeah, look, they, we, were, we, I'm sorry. Yes, that they enforced yeah, the legislation. Yeah, we actually here passed, we actually yeah. arrested someone for for selling an assault weapon, or we or we you know this book that's been on the laws now for nine or nine or ten years. Oh, look, we finally you know, enforce this when we, we found a gun that was never reported stolen. So, you know, but that was sort of, um, that's the kind of stuff that I always like to do at the, at the, at my previous employer. And, um, the stuff I've always liked to do, I've always liked to do sort of, um, I've really gotten into, um, I enjoy doing, um, commentary and, um, fact-based commentary, of course, and not just, you know, blind opinion, although I've done a few of those too in my day, but that was really, that was really a piece that I sort of felt, um, you know, sort of started with me and sort of, you know, put an opinion out there that wasn't being shared in the last week or so when, when this was all kind of going down. Um, but as far as for the whole, the one, the one, one is, I mean, we have, we had so many great things. Our, our very first news story that Rebecca did on the, um, Crisis pregnancy centers. Crisis pregnancy uh, that's, centers, that's right? Yeah, stories. it was. Um, it's a great story, and it was just. It came at a great time when these kind of things were really, um, you know, really sort of out there in mass. Um, so that was that was a great one. I loved our football issue. We didn't do a Steelers issue. We did a football issue, and um, you know that was uh, we we from Pee Wee on up to the pros, and I I, I enjoyed that issue. We just just that idea of trying to sort of rethink how we do things. Um, but it's weird when we think back, we've had 11, we, had, we did 11 Which, issues yeah, this year. 11. Um, and we'll do more than double that next year, obviously. And, uh, <laughs> I will the creek don't rise. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to, uh, what about you? Was it, would, was the crisis pregnancy center your favorite piece of media? It, it was, was one of my name? favorite pieces for sure. Um, I mean, I, I love mostly everything that Rebecca does. Um, I really like that story. Um, I I got breaking news into my blood with the with the Charger Steelers story. I mean, having not right. come from a journalism background, I, mean, I was a PR person um, in marketing. So um, this is really my first foray into actual. And I mean, it is like a drug. I mean, I can see now why people chase stories and yeah. want to break them. I mean, it was like, I mean, like heart beating, like I was sweaty, like, and I, I mean, it was just, I, I see now why, um, why people want to go into journalism and, and, and be yeah. on that side of it. Cause it was, I mean, that was a real, real treat for me. Uh, not a treat. That's a terrible way to say it. Somebody got injured, no, I know what you, you know mean. what I mean? We, we've it, talked yeah. about that. It's, it's, it's really, it's a, it's really journalists, especially when we're together talking, probably are the worst people in the world because 
in order for us to have a quote unquote great story or a good story, unfortunately, a lot of times that means something really shitty happened to someone else. And yeah. so it's, it's a fine line, you know, um, because, you know, the main goal is to, is to get out the story and it's not about, you know, how much it, you know, but when you're, especially the chase of that story can be, um, you know, it can be, you know, exhilarating as you're, as you're and not, not this story per se, but you yeah. know, it, but there's just when you're chasing down on a deadline and I'm sure any journalist out there can, you know, can attest to that. It's, it's a, it's a different, uh, it's a de- definitely, a, definitely a different kind of different kind of high, I guess, so to speak. Well, that, that was my first taste of, of that. So that was, uh, probably a, one of my more memorable moments of our, of our year together. And it also happened on a Monday, which is our, it happened on a production day Monday. Yeah. We, which, we go to print Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> we go to, yeah. So yeah. A peek behind so we, our paper goes to print on Monday night. Our deadline is 2 p.m. in the afternoon for our pages. We've never hit that. Oh, my God. Um, although we're now sending pages before 2 p.m., which is which is something <laughs> that the printer is happy with, I'm sure. But that day, and it kind of goes to the whole startup thing, which is, you know, like staffing levels. Um, so um, our great new art director, um, uh, Emily McLaughlin and I, we typically are the two that are there to, to the end, putting making sure the paper everything's finished up and everything's sent to the printer. And, um, I'm pretty sure that, uh, because, you know, I spent a good part of that day running down this story. I'm pretty sure that that was a, that was easily a 20 hour, a 20 hour day. Um, I think I got to the office around eight 30 in the morning on Monday. And I think I got home at about three 40, uh, on Tuesday morning. So it was one of those, but those are, you know, those are great days. Like, you know, when you, again, when you're doing your own thing and you're, you know, it's, it, it kind of, uh, <clears throat> it's exciting when you're doing it, when you're doing it for yourself and for, for a great group of people. So, yeah, you kind of have to put in the long hours. You really don't have anybody to delegate. Right. To. Yeah. There, there's no, uh, there's <laughs> Can no, you take care of this for me. Who are you talking to myself? Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I have done a pretty good job of, you know, of making um, everybody feel guilty about my long hours. Uh, yeah. Paul Claskin gave me two, two, two Kevin Hart tickets uh, earlier this year because, you know, it's like, here, you work real hard, which is very nice. Um, so, you know, I try now that I know that I can get things. I try and <laughs> I, com- I complain that. more often. Like I've actually, I, I'm getting ready to work, um, to work fainting into my repertoire as I'm walking, you know, just One, that's good pass know. out from exhaustion. Well, I'm going to have uh, keep to that to yourself. Fainting couch on the uh, <laughs> list of, of supplies. And sorry if I keep coughing over here. I, I feel like I sound like Kathleen Turner coming off a bender, but my, I, my son has been sick for days and has just been hacking in my face and it's finally, I think, gotten to me. So. You know, that was one of, one of my favorite one of the favorite, my favorite assignments. This was back, I think, in two thousand or two thousand one. And listen, I'm a, I'm a child born in the seventies, growing up in the eighties. Um, Kathleen Turner was coming to do a fundraiser at the YMCA, the YWCA downtown, and we got this press release, and I was like, "Holy cow!" And in my head, of course, young single guy like myself living in the big city, I was going to go and woo 50 some year old uh kathleen turner off her feet because you know she was one of my one of my childhood crushes and uh was just just you know i walk in the room and she's like no you never oh, oh. And i'm like oh yeah she's the best she's the greatest <laughs> um but yeah that was one of my one of my just being in a room with kathleen turner was one of my greatest assignments ever Hearing, I'll, try to, I'll do my best to get to get that <laughs> for you again <laughs> there's only one there's only one kathleen turner 
Oh, I will. I will say another thing too. I'm glad. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to start writing. Yeah, for the I was going to ask you how you like being our neighborhood reporter. I love it actually. So I've written in the past, as the Sorgs could attest to, I had a little bliggity blog back in the day. But it was always just like first person, like LOL, you know, sex and wine, blah blah blah, the huge. Um, and I've never actually had to like do interviews and put stories together and, you know, try to do justice to the people you right. talk to and the places you're talking about. Um, so I just finished Wilkinsburg, which I'm actually pretty proud of that one. Um, and side note, Marita Garrett, like if you don't know the woman, she is, get to, she's going to be going some big places. She's amazing, but, um, I really have enjoyed it and I hope that I'm doing an okay job and you don't fire me. No, you're doing you're doing great. I, yeah, I you know I'll be honest. I didn't know what to I didn't know what to expect because you know journalists journalists have. A, I'm sure journalists and PR people have certain uh, you know certain preconceived notions about one another in their heads. Um, I know I I I'll admit it. I was I've I, over the years I've been pretty crappy to on the phone to um, PR folks who call in don't really know my product and they try and pitch me something that's you know so i could be i've certainly been addicted to some pr people over the years oh, yeah. and, and I, because they could be assholes i always tried to not be like that it's what so abby over at yep just posted something on facebook she had a uh pr person picture for like some kind of skin rash cream right like yep is gonna cover your skin rash cream. right like i mean so yeah I, I think there there's pr people that give pr people a bad name but i will say i never i tried to always not be that person when i was in pr right well you never called us up at our at my old job and pitched us uh you know pro energy stories because no, I didn't. right you know the city paper at that time was probably not the place for energy stories you know the all the all, I was all trip all, all the journalism. time when i was working in energy oh yeah probably best buddy business times trip yeah Ah, yeah. So I'm sorry. I had a next place to go. And we, I guess you can ask us anything if you have any questions for us about nobody's asking us things. We've got a a couple people that love us and we love you too. Mike, Mike Lowe, one of my hell on hill runners all three years. He's a three Peter and he's a drummer in a band. Hell on back. Go check him out. And DJ Coffin, which DJ is awesome. I feel like he's an OG. We should definitely talk about DJ Coffin Mm -hmm. because DJ Coffin is without question, um, DJ so I met DJ Kaufman when um Wizard World Comic Con when they came to town for the first year when they bought their uh, I think they're I don't think they're around anymore. Um yeah, no, they're they gone. And uh <laughs> Business Idea Startup Wizard Con. <laughs> um so anyway, they pitched us, you know, hey, how about doing a story on what local artists will be there and um this person could even do one of your covers and i thought that's a great idea and so they sent dj and we met with dj in our conference room and uh so we did an interview and dj's a great guy and so the dj said uh um i don't remember dj asked us what we were thinking and all i knew is for those that know me know that i freaking love the hulk the hulk is my the hulk is my is my favorite superhero and all i knew was that um it had to have the hulk in it so um, DJ does this great cover of the Hulk and Superman in front of the David L. Lawrence Convention Center, taking a Segway tour. And if, like you could just the, the details of like the sidewalk cracking under the Hulk as he goes on the Segway. It was just it was great. Um, and so from there, we just realized that we had, you know, we, we knew a really great, you know, we'd met a really great artist to have, you know, to make contact with. And then we did we did a bar crawl. Um and we brought DJ along and DJ 
we go every bar we went to, DJ would draw sort of the, a scene of the bar or his sort of interpretation of the bar on cocktail napkins. And so I think we we had a long day, but we <laughs> we spent a long day drinking and dry, uh, no drinking and going from bar <laughs> to bar. <laughs> I was driving and I was very, very responsible. Despite my best efforts, I've not been able to turn Charlie into a big drinker. So <laughs> not well, you know, not yeah. yet. Those are the younger, younger days. Um, but DJ, so then when this all went down, um, honestly, one of the first people I heard of was D from heard from was DJ. And he said, Man, if there's anything that I can do for you, you know, just let me know. And um, you know, I talked to him, I talked to DJ about He's done Kickstarters. I talked to him a little bit about that stuff. And then when we decided to do this, I asked him if he would um, do us the honor of drawing our first cover. Um, and we didn't really didn't give him we didn't give him any direction. He just kind of knew, you know, how we were starting and what we were what our goal was. And there's a on our website, you can go and if you search his name, DJ Kaufman, you'll see there's a. Uh, a little story and I think a process video of him drawing that he actually was on a business trip in Germany um, when he kind of came up with that idea of, you know, um, I guess we that's a character we call Frank C. And if you go to our website, you'll see our, our link for our you can, yeah. under merch, our spread shop. You can get Frank C on a t-shirt or yeah, a hoodie uh, or a backpack columnist, Dave Bracey was just tweeting that he hadn't gotten a shirt yet but you still can yes yeah you, you still can still get your Frank's shirt and um be looking out we're gonna um we're gonna be doing some other merch yeah I think we're gonna be up at our merch game yeah a little bit here in 2019 late 2018 so um if you've ever thought to yourself I love this paper so much I right. literally want to cover myself in it we're gonna we're, we're gonna take care of you Pittsburgh so. current golf pants, but yeah. just, just to wrap up with my good friend, DJ. Yes. So DJ also came to me along with Joe Wose and mm -hmm. separately. And they were like, you know what you should do? You should do a comics, uh, you should do a comics page. Yeah. And I love the idea. It's something I always wanted to do. And so again, when you run it up the flagpole and you realize you're the flagpole, you're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do, mm -hmm. we're going to do a cartoon page and DJ, you can read DJ's secret forces cartoon every two weeks in the Pittsburgh current. And, um, we got a lot of, we've got a, so many great comics artists that are working with us. Andrea Shockling, Love um, Teresa Andrea. Logan is great. Teresa was it. just in our, this tastes funny, which was amazing. Yeah. Teresa was just a, this tastes she funny for Ellen DeGeneres. Like she's a bad. Yeah. Yeah. Love, love uh, that story. Good job. Haley. Brad Perry. Um, it was so, I'd seen Brad Perry's, uh, pirate Mike cartoon around and it always made me laugh. And I didn't, I have to admit, I didn't think of him, when I originally put the first roster together, but he reached out and uh, so I was going to run Pirate Mike as a one off, but it's the strip is so good. It's now it's been a regular since yeah. the beginning. It's been a, it's been a regular appearing. And then we have a we have a couple of um, we have. Oh, we also have um, Matt Boers, a local cart. Well, Pittsburgh born uh, Pittsburgh native uh, Matt Boers, who now does a nationally syndicated uh, political cartoon. We have Matt and we have um probably in my opinion one of the one of the best strips out there today uh which is the nightlife by keith keith knight it is and that's one that joe wose who his new comic yins are funny can also be found in the pittsburgh current um but keith knight is is socially relevant and he's funny and it's just um 
the guy deserves more outlets uh, than he currently has. And he'll be the subject. I think his new, I don't know if it's on Netflix or Hulu, but a show based on, on Keith's writing and Keith's life will soon be coming. I think it's to Netflix. So, um, you know, we just, we just got a, a great bunch of contributors, but, but yeah, DJ Kaufman has just been, again, one of those people that, you know, you can't, thank enough. And, and, and that goes for, that goes for other folks like Ariana, Ariana Berenger, Sue Kerr. Um, the hey. name that was just day Bracy. I mean, you know, we sort of had that idea one day. Oh, he we he did our fundraiser for us. For he did. Office. Yeah. We, he's always going to have chairs to sit on. Yeah. Day, right. <laughs> yeah. That was our off day. <laughs> day day Bracy paid for our office furniture. So we really appreciate <laughs> Not that. A lot of people could say that. But we <laughs> so day, say anytime that. We you want to come down a podcast guest a few weeks ago, day he Bracey was a great was podcast. Guy, he's just, he's I a think, great dude. I, I'm incredibly proud of the people that we've gotten to come on the podcast. And, um, I think that it's been, you know, it's different every week, but it's quality. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we've really done a great job of mixing it up and getting different voices. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm actually, that's another thing I think we've done really well. Yeah. With. And we definitely intend on, we're going to, we're going to continue the podcast as the new year and um, yeah. we're, we're going to continue the idea every week. We're going to, we're going to have a guest on. I mean, you know, it's fun just to sit down and, you know, rap a little, but you know, it's, it's also, I think, you know, this can be, um, this is another news and outlet. Fun and it's informative. Another, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and um, we've really enjoyed um, buy-in from groups like uh, the City Theater who have provided us with, with uh, I mean, they're doing, they, I mean, they're doing amazing things over there. And there are other, um, and that sort of opened up an idea. Um, some other, some other theater companies and uh, have also sort of said, hey, we'd really love to give you some guests. And so I think you're going to see a lot of that in the new year. Um, definitely some, uh more artists on, um, uh, more, uh, newsmakers, um, we're going to, you know, on. And so if you've got an idea for a guest or if you think you'd be a great guest, um, you know, definitely hit us up, charlie at pittsburghcurrent.com or on the socials at pgh current current <laughs> that was almost a slip <laughs> dot com <clears throat> that should be that, that's our outtake reel uh, how many times i said other things yeah we should have a blooper reel except that we're live no bloopers charlie for no Christ bloopers Christ when you're live no it's reality live. not bloopers well i guess in summary to wrap this up because we have a all staff meeting coming up soon i actually we have realize we've been yammering on for 45 I know. minutes i could talk to you forever charlie oh hello not my heart oh. <laughs> um i wait yes a name was in my head and the name went out of my head. Um, very important to note, although she's not working with us as much now, but Kim Lyons, the very she's first no meeting we now. ever had in Bethany's kitchen, Kim Lyons was there and she came up with the idea for this taste funny. And it yep. was an idea that she had and she said she always wanted to see a paper do it. And she gave that to us. And it's one of our most popular features. And I'm very, very, very happy um, and, and, and indebted to Kim for, yeah. For her for her work with us in the beginning of this as well. So yeah, well, and Kim's just a badass in general. I mean, she, Kim, she Kim podcasts here, right, Mike? Doesn't she? Yeah, she's got the, the, broadcast. Broad, the broadcast. Yeah. So check that podcast out too. No, Kim's just an all around, yeah, all around badass person. So she's uh, worth checking out her podcast. Anyway, and, yes. I interrupted you. Sorry. No, I was just gonna wrap it up and just no, say, please wrap it up. I'm gonna wrap, wrap it up. up. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I can't help but say, even though I should definitely not. Um, I just I'm really grateful that this weird wacky thing happened to us. Uh, and I, I'm so glad that we kept at it, even though I'm sure there were times where both of us were like, F this, I'm out. I'm just going to go get a job and be a regular person. 
Um, I think it's going to be so worth it. I'm, I'm just so excited for 2019. Like we, I, th- I feel like we've gotten over the hump and now we're like rolling and it's a great place to be. And I couldn't imagine a better person to do it with than you, Charlie. Oh, I love likewise, you. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it. My, my year interview is, this was crazy, Yeah, but awesome. And it also seemed like I'm actually, I'm actually looking forward to it ending because <laughs> There was a point when it now didn't look like it was ever going to end and it was just like it was and that can be good and it was good in some ways, but it was definitely um, we're ready to turn the page for 2019 and we hope you're going to turn it with us. This. Yeah, we have a we have a request from um, yeah. F. Yeah, Dinosaurs. They'd like to see more dinosaur punk in 2019. Yes. I mean, I think we could we could definitely put that in the mix. First of all. The group is Fuck Yeah Dinosaurs. I wasn't going to swear which, on Facebook. No, no, no. no listen. Mark Zuckerberg's going to come to your house, Charlie. <laughs> You're so much trouble right now. Suck it, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> no, because that's the thing. That's that's one of my favorite band names in the entire city of Pittsburgh. And so, I, I, I you know, I'm going to throw props to that. And no, we... That new... Well, arts groups, punk, artists, heard, heard musicians, mm-hmm. please hit us up. Um, Charlie at PittsburghCurrent.com, and I'll make sure your emails get to the right person. Um, but yeah, we um we definitely plan on continuing. Um, and you're gonna see, you're gonna see we're gonna be upping our game even as we as we get further into this and as we get more resources and we get more, you know, more people writing, and we're we we've got a lot of great stuff planned. So we're looking forward to to doing it with you guys, uh, dinosaur punk or whatever. We're in for it. F yeah, dinosaurs. This is a free speech uh, zone here, the Bethany. Free speech zone. Fuck. <laughs> I feel anyway. so free right now. <laughs> this has been the Pittsburgh Current Podcast, and we will uh, see you next year. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Nobody's close to me. Don't look in your eyes. Shoes out of my league. Just a fool to believe. Just a fool to believe. (laughs)